Hi, everybody. This is the Georgia Songbirds, and we are here with Jennifer. I'm going to give it a shot. Alvarado. Perfect. All right. See? Yeah. Trust yourself. I just <laughs> I keep thinking of avocado. I'm trying not to say avocado. No, that's what I mean. That's what I tell people. And so, like, my fan base, I call them the avocados. Because, oh. <laughs> yeah. Because people used to make fun of me and call and say my last name was avocado. So I was like, if it helps them remember it, go for it. Whatever. Mm. My middle name is James, so it's Jesse James. I, I can always tell how old somebody is by, who do you, okay. oh, you're the outlaw or the motorcycle guy. I know how old you are if you tell me the motorcycle guy. <laughs> so introduce yourself, Jennifer. So my name is Jennifer Alvarado. Um, I, uh, I'm from Vail, North Carolina, which I grew up in Hickory, so Vail's like 30 minutes away. But um, I'm a singer-songwriter. Um, I've been doing this a long time. I started writing when I was about four and then got involved with, like, church choir and all that kind of stuff and started singing. Um, added guitar to, I guess, the arsenal when I was about 12 or 13 um, because I wanted to be able to have something to write with and be able to actually hear the chords and that kind of thing. Okay. Um, but really, you know, spent quite a bit of time in ministry, Um and my first EP, or actually album, was uh, Contemporary Christian. I released it in 2015. And at the time, I wasn't in full-time ministry. Um, I ended up leaving my job as a paralegal to go into full-time ministry. Um, and uh, really was kind of set on that and thought, that's what I'm going to do. Um, but in 2020, with everything, you're stuck at home. And I had all these songs that I've written over the years and I was like you know why don't I just put them out and see what happens so um, that's what I did and um, so I've really been um, just kind of following them for the past two years or so um, and going after the country pop stuff and um, yeah I grew up with country music but you know like I said I kind of went into the the church and and thought that that was where I was supposed to be and through a various multitude of things um ended right back up with country music so here we are <laughs> yeah and a, and a lot of songwriters get um influenced by the church this is kind of where they yeah. get their start it's a good way to I guess get free uh lessons and <laughs> get to play in front yeah. of audiences yeah definitely <laughs> so who kind of inspired your sound then Oh, goodness. Um, I would say there's so many different things that have played in. Um, you know, growing up with my grand, I, I grew up going to my grandparents' house a lot. Um, and so while there, my grandfather was a guitar player and played mm -hmm. mandolin and banjo and all that. Um, but they really loved classic country. So I would say, you know, Dolly Parton um, and then Reba McIntyre, like all of them were very um, inspirational into like what I thought music was and what I knew it to be and um, so definitely 90s country that kind of thing that's really what I um, remember the most but then you know bands like Journey and Eagles and um, Tom Petty um, all of that like I don't know like I just gravitated toward that sound too and mm -hmm. especially my mom she was really into classic rock and you know top 40 stuff and so that's also what i listen to 
So I would say I just have this like weird, I wouldn't say weird, but it's just, I mean, probably to some people it's weird because, you know, you have classic rock and you have country and then you have Christian because my father was into, um, and my, his parents were into like gospel music. And so I can remember listening to the Gaithers every Saturday night and, you know, hearing that blend of, of the harmonies and all of that. And I was really into just how how you can use the voice and and have all these different voices together to make this sound it was just always very intriguing to me and i think that's why i loved choir so much too um was just what the voices can do when they're all together and having just that one little note that you know maybe off just a little bit or something like how that manipulates the sound um and then you know when i started taking i took started taking voice when i was 14 um and I started taking voice, honestly, because I had so much performance anxiety mm -hmm. that I was at this place of like, I would just freeze up and not be able to do anything. Um, and so I started taking voice lessons to kind of, I guess, get to know my voice, but also feel like I was confident enough to use it, which kind of half worked, I guess. But, um, you know, then I started really looking at classical training and and looking at um just the very natural like vibrato of your voice and stuff like that that comes with with classical training and operatic and all of that so yeah i have all these different things that pull in now can you do any opera stuff um it's been a while but yeah i mean i actually um that's what I did um, in, in college. That's what my uh, vocal scholarship was for was, um, and, and honestly, it's sort of why I kind of switched to a minor because <laughs> I was not, I did not want to be an opera singer. Like I just did not, that was not my calling. I, I wanted to do um, songwriting and I wanted to be a country singer. And so that was the odd thing, I guess, when you go into like, classical training and it's like what are you doing but um yeah i i did that i did that for a couple years and and i still i i really do respect you know vocal teachers and and just um you know all of that classical approach and and the training because it really does teach you a healthy way to go about singing and it teaches you how to use um breath support you know if you don't have that breath support and you're not really figuring out how your body works with all of it you're not lead you're not going into your full potential mm -hmm. um and so yeah there's so much to be learned from that uh i always ask guests when they talk yeah be careful what you say because if you if you say you can do it now i have to hear some opera stuff it's been a while <laughs> because um, there's been a couple opera singers on here and I, and I always that's to me every see I, I love I never took well that's not true I took voice lessons for a while but they kept making me do weird stuff and I just didn't get it you know so I was like okay now that I'm looking back like and my I'm, choir members because I, <laughs> I I'm a choir director too and like I make them do the weirdest things like I make them go call call to like get into their head voice and like feel that openness mm -hmm. and they're like like they just look at me like you're weird. You're so weird. My bassist does that when we do cover of Love when Doves Cry. He'll caca in the middle of it and it'll mess me up. And he does it on purpose. And so it's so hard. I'm sitting there because I can't do covers like like the originals. I won't even try them because yeah. I don't want to. 
So we'll do a cover of When Doves Cry, but I slow it down and I make it fit my voice and my guitar style. And in the middle, when I hit the When Doves Cry, he go, Ca-ca! and I'm trying so hard not to laugh because it will mess me up if, and I'll completely forget where I'm at in the song. He's got me a couple times. I just I just start dying and laugh when I'm playing. So we have to go another round until <laughs> I can remember the words. I should just do that. Just random cacaws in the mm-hmm. middle of stuff. <laughs> we uh, my yeah. teacher would go made me do that like howling like ow. Okay. Yeah. You know, back and forth to I guess to, yep. to warm it up. So yep. okay, I did my howling. Now you do your opera stuff. Go ahead. Can I do a lip buzz instead? Sure. I don't even know what that is, but go ahead. <laughs> this is the one they hate. Like more than anything, this is what my choir people hate. Mm-hmm. Um, but like to warm up and try to get like everything positioned where it needs to be in the front of your I guess face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you'll just go oh, okay. you know, go up the scale and down the scale like and all the, that. And, that lip and trilling, right? And then what I call it. Lip trilling, is that what they call that? I think so. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but like if you're having trouble with a phrase or something like that, a lot of times I'll run I'll run it on a lip buzz because mm-hmm. you have to have so much more air to actually get that going and complete it that it helps train you with breath support. So yeah, but they, they hate it. They absolutely <laughs> despise it. <laughs> There's some weird things. Like I got a buddy he, before he goes uh, plays on stage, he eats Lay's potato chips, but only Lay's. He won't eat anything but Lay's. I've heard that, and I'm like, how can you do that? Because to me, that would just dry everything out. And I don't know if it's the choked the, and- the, the the grease or the salt. I don't know, but it's he said only Lay's, and he's like a he plays in a big band that was in the '90s and the 2000s that was you know Grammy nominated, and. I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, what are you doing? It's like, I'm getting ready. So he just lays potato chip and then he'll go out and sing. And I was like, huh, that's crazy. I guess everybody has a ritual. If it works, it works. Yeah. And sometimes I think it's psychosomatic. But I do too. You know, <laughs> if it, whatever. Right. <laughs> Why not a Pringle? I guess Lays is just, you know, I, I, again, I don't know. But I, I, I never, like I said, the little bit of uh, singing lessons I took, yeah. it was more of, trying to find i guess what my range was because and then trying i guess the, the breathing stuff and and techniques that i just at the time i thought were so weird and i still think they're weird but i see i see the point to them now so i have to go back and actually do it so because I, I i am not i'm more the songwriter in the band and i play but now i have to be the front man because our singer's gone so i should probably learn to sing the right way because i know i don't no, I know I don't. I just, I just sing it to, I, I just do it, you know, and whatever comes out, comes out. Well, and I think, you know, the biggest thing with it is just learning how to, to do it in a healthy way so mm-hmm. that you can keep doing it. Oh, yeah. Um, and especially when you got three or four hour shows, it's like, you know, you can't be all gassed out by, I don't know, song four. See, and then what you doing? right my I, my voice is so growly by the next morning i'm like my, i'm I, and i know because i've strained my voice and it's it's more that it's just it's pro- improper technique I, I know what it is because i mean they've got teachers and i saw a video a documentary of this lady who was teaching these screamo singers oh, yeah. how to do it and how to do it properly so that they didn't lose their voice because i i could not imagine it just never occurred to me like how can you do more than one song and without your voice being 
gone or you just like shredding your vocals right. but there's a technique yeah there is yeah no i mean for the longest time like i said my anxiety caused me to just kind of go up there and forget everything i was taught so like mm. i was taught the right way but then i'd go up there and just be like just gotta make it through i just survived this and um you know for a long time i would wake up the next day and just be like oh or i would get through a show and and, and lose my voice mm -hmm. and um I, I will say the more comfortable i've gotten with everything um I, I still know when i'm pushing too much i still know when like i'm doing something that's just weird but i think it's it's telling yourself at that point like calm down at least it is for me like i'm right. like calm down and enjoy what you're doing so yeah see and i think a, a lot of times especially with singer songwriters when it's just you and a guitar and yeah. who was it there's somebody i think one of the rolling stones said that um there's studio speed and then there's live speed and live speed is always faster than studio speed because you're always amped up and you're playing you know in front of people yeah i, I totally I believe know. it yesterday i was sitting there playing something and i thought this is way slower than the original <laughs> I need to, oh it was hit me with your best shot but like hit me with your best shot in an acoustic setting like you gotta make some some changes a little bit mm -hmm. um and so, yeah, that one, I was just sort of like, yeah, I think I need to speed this up. See, I slow all of them down. Me and my band just did a cover, and I'll let you hear it at the end of Straight Up by Paul Abdul. Oh, okay. And we changed I it. I last night. Did you? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I like taking, see, I, I, I'm not a big fan of covers, and but I know everybody wants them when you're, when you're playing sets and stuff. And so I was like, okay, if I'm going to do covers, I'm going to change them. So I'm going to take these popular songs, and I'm going to slow it down and make it bluesy, make it fit my voice. And I haven't taken a slow song and sped it up yet. That's probably the next step that I should probably do. But I did it like with Mother from Danzig. I've slowed it okay. way down and made it fit me. Um, beat it, Michael Jackson. Uh, I love that one, but I haven't done it yet. Oh, I do it as a, I wish I had my guitar man. Let you hear. I do it as a kind of a, almost a reggae sound. Oh, nice. A reggae okay. rhythm. Um, and then um, boy, when Doves Cry, always because the caca that messes me up. <laughs> <laughs> and we started straight up because he always i like to give challenges to to the interviews and they can do it or they don't have to do it but yeah. because you do covers i'll i'll give yeah. you a song idea and then you don't have to do it today but you can work on it and if you okay. want send it to me i'd love to hear it so yeah. we're going to give you a cover of a song what kind of pick me a genre that you that you're comfortable doing um probably pop country okay classic rock any of those yeah one of my favorite songs to do is 500 miles by the proclaimers oh wow um, so i took it and kind of just reworked it because if you look at the words other than the part that says like when i get drunk and i haver and all that kind of stuff but um <laughs> other than that it's a really good love song mm -hmm. and um i think you kind of missed it because of just the you know when it first came out just how it was i guess portrayed and and put out there that it was kind of a comical thing in a way or at least i thought you know it i think i was like eight years old when it came out or something i thought it was comical but now like i have this appreciation for it and um so yeah i've slowed it down and i've kind of worked it um to where it's it's more of a love song and what it i don't know what i feel like it should be
See, and, and that's what I think gets lost in pop songs, because when you hear pop songs, what do you think of? You think of their music and their beat, and you don't, you don't really listen to the story. You listen right. to the repetitive hook. Right. So I think sometimes the, the song, the stories actually get lost. That's why when I pick a song like this, like I had a, there's this lady named Ashton Smith here in Georgia. She was the yeah. first person I did this with. And I was like, I want, now I want to do it with everybody. Um, I gave her TikTok by Kesha and she turned it oh, country. Okay. And it was okay. so good. I'm like, oh my gosh, have you got to put that on TikTok, actually TikTok, and then, you know, I'll tag her, you know, whatever. And if yeah. she, she listens, she listens. But I was like, that's so cool. And that's what gave me the idea for this. So now I'm thinking of a song for you. I'm, I'm trying to figure okay. out a good one okay. that, that hasn't been overdone, but so that you can make it your own. Okay. And you kind of lean toward the pop side, you said. So um, let's see. I try to. I can give you a male or female. I guess it doesn't really matter. I'm trying to keep it so that it's not too hard for you. Because you said. I don't oh. care. Bring on it. Bring the challenge on. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Let me go to my. You know what? I'm going to give you some Tina Turner. Okay. Um, What is that song? It's. Hang on. Let me look at my iTunes list. Because not one love's got to do it. That's obvious. Everybody does that one. Uh, Not Proud Mary. No, it's. Um the best oh um what is that song <laughs> hold on called the best <laughs> actually you know what let's do um we don't need another hero because i love mad max movie have you heard that one beyond the thunderdome you know what i'm gonna share my screen so you can hear it right real quick okay and that, <laughs> that way you can hear the song perfect okay. you haven't heard it it's tina turner so you can see it, right? Yes. So, okay, so this is... You've never heard a song? Maybe. I told you we get off the rails on this show. That's the song. Let's look at the hook. There There. So I'll let you, uh, I'll stop sharing for now. <laughs> so that's okay. the song and I can send it to you if you need me to. So you have it to, to listen to, I but I, I vaguely remember this. Yes. So, but I want you to change it, make it your way. I don't want to, however you need to do it. Because it's, it, I, th I think the story in it is such a good story okay. that it, it gets lost with all the production that they put into it. So to make it a singer-songwriter song, I think okay. it would be cool. Okay. All right. I'll Challenge go. accepted. Challenge accepted. <laughs> good. I'm glad that you're brave. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, of course, you gave me a hero song. How can I not be brave? Right. Tina Turner is one of my absolute favorite singers really? of all time. Okay. I, I love Tina. I wish he played more. That's that's one person like I wish I could meet in person. Yeah. That and Dolly. I've tried to get Dolly on the show. I've reached out. I hadn't got it yet. Because oh. I know, like you said earlier, she she helps so many and inspires so many songwriters. Yeah. It's just crazy. I think it's just because like Dolly is authentically Dolly. Mm -hmm. And anytime somebody is just themselves, I think that like you help so many more people by being you know just by being real and like saying 
here I am. Either you like me or you don't, but right. you know, so I just, yeah, I, I respect her as a human, um, that she's just, she's okay being Dolly and that's, that's who she is. Like that's her superpower is that she is her own person and she's not afraid to be it. Yeah. And, and, and that's what like I said, it inspires people. My, my little girl, uh, she's 13 years old. I've got twins that are boy and a girl. She's 13. Aww. Now I'll tell you their musical taste. She loves queen. That's her favorite band. Okay. And she found queen because I made her watch Wayne's world. Okay. And they're doing, I mean, you know, the... I learned queen. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then she started delving into it, but she loves Dolly and stuff like that too. Yeah. My son, uh, her brother, her twin brother likes Marty Robbins and he's oh, like, wow. 13 and then he likes journey because you mentioned journey earlier yeah. too so that like that's his his bands and and you mentioned like the the different influences and styles that you like and i think that's just every really every songwriter if it's not it should be every songwriter because you have to take a little bit from each genre to make it your own you're going to start off by emulating your favorites and then you're going to morph into what you are yeah well and i think I don't know. I, I think that that's honestly um, what kind of gets lost in translation sometimes with artists because they feel like there's this pressure that you have to do what's successful. And so you look at this person over here and it's like, oh, well, this is successful. Yeah, it was. It was successful for them. <clears throat> but I, I think we forget that you can't be a copy of somebody else and it work. Right. Um, because eventually it all falls apart. Um, and I think that that's what you do when you listen to all the different artists is, yeah, you learn. Like, I've always loved, I've always, from a really little age, I've always loved watching people and what they do. Um, because there's always something to learn from somebody, whether it be what not to do or what to do. Like, there's always something to learn from people. And um, I, I just remember you know, seven years old, sitting there, like, we went to, um, oh, Reno, Nevada. My parents had some kind of, um, I don't know, it was some kind of computer festival or so. I don't know. It wasn't a festival, but, you know, it was a convention. That's right. it. That's the word. And um, um, there was this woman that was singing at the bar, the hotel bar. And, of course, like, I couldn't go in at seven, so I sat on, on just the railing of this place and had my legs over on this side so that I wasn't in there. Um, and I was enamored by her. Like I just, I, I remember watching everything she did because, um, it's what I wanted to do. And I just, I knew that there was so much to be learned. Um, and I've always done that with musicians. I've always kind of sat down and just watched what they're doing. Um, and I think, I don't know if I just go to all of them as like a fan or what it is, but like, I just kind of sit there and try to absorb everything they're doing. And it's like, yeah. And I think that's what we're supposed to do. Like it's supposed to be this journey of who we are. Um, and yeah, there may be elements over here that really speak to you. And there may be some over here. I don't think that there's any right or wrong answer, but I think so many times we try to, mold ourselves into something that we aren't necessarily supposed to be right because we think it's going to be successful and i think you're 100 right because when you're playing live in front of people they can tell if it i mean like if i'm sitting there singing about um i don't know um 
what what don't I actually do? So I'm trying to think of something that I don't actually do. If if I'm sitting here singing about like, okay, social media and, and something yeah. youthful that I'm just not really equipped to sing about, it's it's obvious. You know, if, if I'm singing about alcohol and drinking and partying, I hundred percent lived it. I I know how to do it. But if I'm if I'm singing about like I said church, I didn't go to church a lot. I I learned more from the bars. My papa taught me how to play guitar. Yeah. So and that's where I learned. And they would be playing like a Johnny Paycheck, uh, David Allen Coe, yeah. drinking and and on a boat. And that's where I learned to play. That's the style. So it wouldn't sound authentic. And I think you hit the nail on the head that it's you do kind of start by emulating somebody because it's where you, you got to start somewhere. And then if you don't learn how to morph into your own your own person with your own voice, you kind of get lost in the shuffle. And it's not everybody's going to be like selling out shows and stuff like that. But if you're, if you're into music because you love it, then I think you'll find success. It may not be the level that you go into to it with, but you'll find it unexpectedly, I guess is how you would say it, because it would be, I think if as a songwriter, you touch one person and they feel your music, then you've done your job. Exactly. I agree. A thousand percent. I agree. Yeah. You know, when I first started with, with Christian music, um, I look back at, you know, I'm, I'm proud of what I released in 2015 because Mm -hmm. a lot of it was, I mean, every song on there, um, was a song about, you know, my life of some sort and, and I'm proud of it. However, um, I look at the production of it. I was new to the whole going in the studio and all that. And um, I wanted to fit into the the contemporary Christian bubble, I guess is the best way to call it. Um, And so there were just certain things that I was like, oh, well, I can't do that. And I can't say that. And I can't, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when I came back to country music, it was like I came back home because there's this freedom that I didn't feel like I could have per se with, with the contemporary Christian. And, and I don't think that that's true. I think it was my perception and I think it was my own just naive, um, being at that point and just being new to everything. Mm -hmm. Um, but also I, I felt during that point in time, I was trying to fit into this bubble of, this is what a Christian singer does. And this is what a Christian singer is and um, all of that. And, and this is what success is. And, and when I finally kind of passed that and said, yeah, but it doesn't feel right to me. um, And it's not who I am and that's okay. um, I started getting a lot more joy back into what I'm doing. So for me, I kind of look at it as, am I finding joy in it still? And I think when you're finding joy, like people can tell that and therefore they gravitate toward it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think that's what we all want. We all want to be happy to some degree and we all want to find joy. We just don't know necessarily how. Of course, sometimes when you're happy, the songs won't come to you. <laughs> oh, For no, me anyway. I the best songs when I am ticked off. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of warn people like, listen, Either if I know you more than five minutes or you piss me off. I hope I can say that on here. Oh, you and, say anything you want to on here. Okay. Okay. Well, if you piss me off, you're going to get a song written about you. And depending on the level of how mad I am, it's <laughs> it can range in, in severity. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
Yeah, I just, I warn people. <laughs> if you don't want a mean song written, don't be mean to me. <laughs> well, let's hear one of your songs. Which one do you want to do first? Um, hmm. Let's do Catfish. Okay. okay. And tell me a story behind it. Because Catfish sounds like a new phrase that I don't know what the word is yet. <laughs> okay. Well, it kind of is. Um, so... I wrote this song a couple years ago, and, and honestly, it's just one of those fun songs. It's not written necessarily about anyone. I will say that. So <laughs> I'll just get that disappointing news out of the way. Nobody ticked um, you off, huh? <laughs> no. I mean, this is more of just... So I really I like to fish. I enjoy fishing. Um, and uh, I've always been told with catfish that they're able to make like all these different noises so that you don't know what they are essentially <clears throat> and same goes for people they can say all kinds of things they can be whoever they want to be especially with social media and um sometimes you get a real dud and <laughs> that's just kind of the catch of the day like i don't know so um that's what this song's about it's just about somebody who um is a liar and you know they're a liar and you're calling them out on it so this is Catfish. Right. Um, this came out on the 7th, so it's relatively new.
I like that a lot. You fade in a little bit, so I'm gonna see if I can get it the audio good. Uh, because I've got you in one ear and the guitar in the other, so I guess you got the channels set that way. I so that that's fine. That's if I make and use it, I'm gonna try. If not, I'll just bring in your Spotify song, uh, Catfish. But I, I like, I like the I like the nitty gritty band references, fishing in the dark. <laughs> and you. I like I always make I write down my notes when I'm listening, so I can give some kind of feedback. Yeah. Uh, and I like the double, I like the social media references like the troll and stuff because you took the word catfish, which I know is kind of new. I don't really know what it means. I think it means like ghosting somebody. I guess I don't know, but it I like the double Fine. meaning of it that you put in there. Yeah. So that's like the actual catfish, and then the social media yeah. aspect. It's a great hook. That's what I'm saying. Thanks. So I'm gonna learn what catfish is. Catfishing is that when you portray yourself as something that you're not. Like they exactly. use filters so or something. It's- so there's like this show on like MTV, um, okay. and that's where the phrase kind of came from. Was uh, the, the show where people would like pose as somebody they're they're not on the internet. Like they would actually go and maybe take somebody else's social media or something like that. Like for example, there was one where this girl had gone to like high school with this guy or something, and was posing as just a complete other girl. Um, and they started like dating online and all this stuff, but she never wanted to meet up, which I got my own thoughts on that. Red flag. But she never wanted to meet <laughs> up. And uh, finally, like he calls in the show and like they research and they find out that really it's this girl that had gone to high school with him that he had never even spoken to. And like she was the weird one and all of this and so it's like it's like taking like these people and basically making it yourself and yeah that's that's that that's a red flag right yeah i would say so (laughs) and then the quiet one that the you know it's they always say that's the quiet ones that's going to get you (laughs) my parents said that about my husband they were always like he's quiet it's the quiet ones you got to worry about and it's like we're we're celebrating ten years of marriage on the twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just like, well, he hasn't killed me yet, so we're good. Well, congratulations, <laughs> you got over that seven year mark. When everybody gets a seven year yeah. itch, I lost my. I got divorced once from that same time. Seven years we got divorced. Oh. I've been with my wife now for fourteen years, going on fifteen, and I can tell that it's it's going to work because I, it doesn't feel that long. Yeah, it doesn't feel. It feels exactly. like just the other yeah, day we, we're like wait how long has it been like what yeah mm-hmm. so i got you so i think that's we've dated for 17 years so wow I mean, we've, we've been together a long time wait y'all, y'all so that means you dated seven years before you got married yes that is correct okay uh <laughs> That's like, I'm guarantee. I, I'm sure you got asked the question. Listen, what I want was to be the really sure, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so was, did he ask or did you ask? He asked, okay. um, he, so basically he asked when it was our six year anniversary. Mm-hmm. So like we were engaged a year. Cause I was like, well, we have to be engaged for a year. I don't know. I just, I throw all mm-hmm. these like rules in. Like when we first started dating, I was like, you can't hold my hand until like date three. You can't kiss me until like date six. Like I, I had all this stuff laid out mm-hmm. and he just took it like a champ. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, seven years since and all his friends were like, really dude, like what is happening? Well, you know what? It's, um, 
I, I, I'm with you on certain rules. I don't know about the hands and all that waiting, but I, I what, I, what I, I would, I, I told my wife and I've told my kids to do the same thing is you need to be, before you get married, you have got to be dating first and you got to live together for a year. Cause you got to see if you can live together because yeah. you're going to, if you get married, it's supposed to be for life. You know, I know it doesn't happen that way. Sometimes things yeah. change, but the general idea is just for life. So you better make sure you can live with this person. Cause if you can't, then there's no sense in going through with it because you know, if and they're, so we didn't do that, but you didn't. we didn't, but I, I will say this. So I had moved out. I had moved out of my parents' house. So, I, cause his whole thing was like, you need to live by yourself a little mm -hmm. bit. Like you, you know what I mean? Like you need to actually go out and have some time to yourself. And, right. and, and I will say that I would advise people to do that. Like, by far like don't don't go from one thing to the next only because like I, I look back at my early 20s and and that time that I had sort of like on my own and figuring things out and I needed that I needed to just figure it out and um I think I did a lot of growing during that period of time like you're gonna grow anyway mm -hmm. and you're gonna change regardless um but I look back at that and I, I just I, I would ask, or I would tell anybody, like, if you're able to do it, do it. See, now the growing thing, I tell, I tell my wife and I tell my girl that guys, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you advice too. It's probably, it's probably, you're probably gonna realize I'm right. Guys stop <laughs> growing at 12. They just do. Their, their mentality, they're always gonna be 12 year old boys on the inside. They become more responsible and they do stuff, but they're always gonna find the stuff at, that you found funny at 12 years old the same. Well, yeah. That's the same. I, I, and I, my comics and, and weird jokes and, you know, inappropriate behavior, I still giggle at. So, I mean, it's, it, it's just, I told them I'm never going to go past 12 that way. Of course, I'm going to take responsibility because I mean, I, I had, yeah. uh, I got a kid when I was 18, 19 years old. And so I grew up fast. And then I said, that didn't work because you said we, we were, it wasn't that we, we were push together it's just i did what i was supposed to do i got her pregnant let me let me take care of yeah. and be a man and do what i'm supposed to didn't work out because we grew apart right and that's that's why i said my wife now we, we live together for a year and yeah. then i told her we have to be together for a year before we can get kids because I, I was already i had a child i had custody of another kid exactly. and i told her I said you can have one kid you got to trick me into two well she had twins but so <laughs> she got it <laughs> and she wanted her her biggest thing was she wanted to have kids before she was out of year her 30 so the day before her 31st birthday the kids were born oh wow so okay. i said well, go i said you go play the lottery <laughs> yeah. you can go play the lottery go into some money <laughs> oh goodness well <laughs> I told you this is this conversation is a conversation piece. I'd rather do this than just kind of like oh, bullet yeah, point definitely. stuff. It's no, more fun. No. I this is more genuine. Like you, I feel like you get to know somebody when you just have a conversation. Right. So I think that's what's missing in the world today is people just actually having legitimate conversation and not just surface and right. You know, to answer a question basically. I I would agree with that. Uh, hundred percent and and it drives my wife crazy because sometimes i'll agree with her but i play devil's advocate and i'll just bring up the opposite point <laughs> you do that too <laughs> it, it yeah josh like he's like would you please just, just. <laughs> but i think i think it's because you know at one point my backup plan was law like i was 
I, I was a paralegal, but mm-hmm. I, I had thought about law school and, um, you know, I like to argue, I like to debate. And so I think I just naturally am like, yeah, but what if, like, what about this? Right. <laughs> I, I do it mainly because for one, it's, I guess I like to argue a little bit too, but I do it because if you can prove to me your point, yeah. then okay I'll, maybe i'll listen to it but if if you just get mad and cuss and and that means you don't you don't really believe what you're saying yeah, you're you just you can't defend it right you're just spitting stuff back that you heard so prove it and i and i could probably i could and i've done it before i could agree with what you're saying and i'm just going to make you prove it because <laughs> my, my wife gets so mad at me she gets just go away <laughs> so much fun <laughs> So are you getting to play out anywhere? Are you playing out now? Yeah. Um, so this week I'm actually playing in Boone. Um, and then um, I'm playing locally here um, on Wednesday. And then we go to Nashville. And I've got a few shows in Nashville this weekend. This okay. weekend. Um, so, yeah, I've been going back and forth to Nashville. So I, I play around here a lot. And then I was in Cary, North Carolina last night. Um so, yeah, I've been trying to just kind of stay relatively around here, like within like a three-hour distance. But then every other week I do go to Nashville to either do a round or whatever I can find up there. What? Um, how far is Nashville from where you guys are at? Oh, uh, right at six hours. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's commitment. So, uh, yeah, so some days I'm just like, you know, I leave about – I don't know. It, it, depending on when the round time is or the show time is, like I may leave about 10 a.m. Um, and then I get back about 3 a.m. or so, so. Oh, wow. So Okay, so you drive back the same night too? Yeah. I, I do that, but I'm only three hours away. So I, I'll leave, and oh, since they're okay. an hour behind, I'm sure they're out behind you too, right? Because you're in yeah, North Carolina. Yeah, they're an hour behind. Yeah. So when I go back across the thing, like I lose my, my hour. And so <laughs> it's usually 3 or 4 o'clock when I get home, but. You know, I, I love it, and I think for so long I just was frozen and didn't didn't do it um, because I I limited myself. Like I can I can sit here and say that you know other people limited me um, with comments or whatever else, but I mean in all honesty, I chose to listen to it and be mm-hmm. limited by it. So. I think now it, I'm just, I'm of that mentality. Like I need makeup for lost time and get this done and see what happens, you know? And I think, I, I think there's so much joy on the other side of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's what I'm really trying to do is just put myself out there for better or worse and see what happens. See, and we talk about like levels of success earlier. I think, to me, one of the levels of success is when you start getting trolls and haters to, to run their mouth. I think you've made it. I was like, yes, run your mouth all you want. That means you're paying attention. <laughs> and sometimes, though, my redneck cackles will flare up, and I'm like, my wife's like, leave them alone. Because I had I had one guy, and I don't know why it just ticked me off the, the way it did, but the, the band did a cover of Tennessee Whiskey. Yeah. And the singer at the time, Alan, he was like, yeah, Chris Stapleton. And we, I knew, we knew it wasn't Chris Stapleton that originated it, but this guy – he comes and goes, that wasn't Chris Stapleton. That was George Jones, my friend. And I'm like, actually, it's David Allen Cole, jackass. But thanks anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
But everybody, when you hear Tennessee whiskey, they're going by the Stapleton version. And I don't know why it ticked me off, but it, it just did. And I was, I, my wife said, leave it alone. I was like, I can't. The guy's stupid. He doesn't even, he's not even giving me the right quotes. Well, yeah. If he's trying to prove you, yeah, duh. Yeah. I, I agree. <laughs> I would be the same thing. I would be like, no, actually, you know. Right. And if you really want to get technical with Stapleton's version, he took the melody from LF, uh, not Fitzgerald, Etta James. Have you ever heard that song, I'd Rather Go Blind? Uh-uh. Now I'm I sharing. need to go listen to this, too. I'm sharing my screen. Do I need to cover this as well? Uh, you can do, you do Tennessee Whiskey. You're, you got it covered. Watch this. I'm going to uh -huh. share my screen with you right now. <laughs> this has turned. See, I told you this gets. I, I like doing this. So here we go. And Etta James. There you go, Etta. I don't know why I was thinking of uh, Fitzgerald. So here we go. Tell me what you hear. Somebody told, somebody told me, see, I, somebody had to tell me that too, because I've I, I only had wow. a James song I really listened to is that last. I knew that one. Yeah, that's all I would really know. <laughs> so I always like play that joke. I'll, people, I'll start playing that song. They start sending Tennessee whiskey, and all of a sudden, Etta James comes on. I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I got you. That's what I do with the bars too. When I'm actually playing the song is I'll make a game out of it. So I'll take yeah. a song instead of cover and i'll yeah. change it so it's like if you can if you can guess what i'm playing before i get to the hook i'll buy you a drink if not you gotta buy me one so they and they never can get when doves cry they know it and you know you know it. it's like oh i know that song oh i know that song what is that song and then it gets to the hook it's like oh it's so much fun <laughs> that's what they did with um i was playing crazy by gnarled barkley last night and oh. his table was like I heard him arguing over who sang it. And I was just like, finally at the end, I was like, Gnarls Barkley. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I like and then how. What, what was really funny is I was playing my song, Break Things, and this table, I heard them arguing over who was, who actually sang that or something. And they got finished, and the guy was like, Jennifer, can you please tell tell them that I'm right or something? And I was like, okay. And and he said, who sang that song? And I was like, it's mine. <laughs> who do they think it was? I don't even know. Like they they had so many things flying up in the air. Like they said Reba. They said I mean there was like several different things that they were saying. And I was like, okay, well, that's a good compliment. Sounds familiar, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. See, and I never understood why artists. Or songwriters, not artists, songwriters get uh, upset when they compare you to somebody because right now they're just listening to your music. Right. I've had I've had several people like get upset and not like on the show, but just in general when I'm out and about talking to them, and I'm like, oh, I'm, that's not me. I don't make comparisons. Like, why? They're great. They don't they don't know your music yet, so they take what they can associate exactly. it with. Yeah, I mean, to me, like. Just like I've I've gotten compared to Alanis Morissette and and a few reviews and of course I'm over here going I don't see it but okay like I mean she won how many Grammys like how right. many records did she sell like okay you want to compare me to her sure go for it right thanks I mean, 
exactly. I I don't know. I think I think that one thing with with musicians, and I could say this too, um, we got a lot of ego and pride, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes we just we don't know how to keep it in check. Um, <laughs> and I think that that's why, like, I've tried so much to to just. Any situation I go into, I always feel like the weakest link. I don't know what it is. I think it's probably my confidence thing or something. But like I go into situations and I, I look at myself as the weakest link, whether I am or not. Because, again, I think it's that, that thought of, like, you can you have so much to learn. Right. Um, and you can always be better. Like, there's yes. always going to be somebody better than you. There's always going to ha- be somebody with more experience, whatever. And so you either can get angry about it or you can suck it up and be like, okay, what can I learn from this situation? And, and I think that sometimes we carry these chips on our shoulders that just don't allow us to look at life like that. Mm -hmm. And instead we look at it as this competition. And honestly, like I did for a long time, as far as seeing it as a competition, like, Oh, I have to be the best. I have to do this. And no, you don't like you need to be the best you can be but you know you don't need to sit there and compete with everybody else either see i'm glad i'm glad you say that because i think it's a one it's a learning experience as you get older you kind of automatically figure that out now i'm I'm competitive by nature so i look at everything as a competition and i I don't look at it like hey you're you're bad you're better and i suck i don't look at it like that i'm like okay like you said what can i learn now Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm 45 years old. I, I don't really get as nervous much anymore when I'm playing out. I still forget my lines and forget stuff because I'm, I'm more self-conscious of my guitar playing than my songwriting. I just am. So I'm, if I'm thinking too much about my, my guitar playing, I'm like, oh, oh hell, what are, where am I at in the song? But I went to Nashville, um, and this, is, this hadn't happened in forever. And I went to Nashville probably a couple of weeks ago, and I go to one of the songwriter rounds. Um, uh, is it writing? nashville uh sarah faith runs it she's a i met her okay. through the georgia versus thing that i did it's writers inc i think is what they call it yeah yeah okay. so i get there and i'm i'm going on first and I'm, i've got these other two people i never met and they've actually one came on a show the other's about to but i play my song and then I, one i forgot my pick i was like crap i forgot my pick because i gotta play with my thumb and whatever it sounds weird to me but i'll do it and then they I start playing play See, I don't have nails, so if I it sounds weird, it's just the meat part know. of my. Okay, well then we're we're good. Then it's just in my head. It's more my head than anything. So I'm sitting there, I play, and then they start playing. I'm go, oh my god, what am I doing on stage with these people? They're awesome. Yep. And that's the yep. first time I've had that in years. Oh, but yeah. I think it was more because I forgot my pick, and I was already in my head about the guitar playing. No, I, I gotcha. So yeah, the first, the first one I did was, um, the right time and it was at the local Nash Okay. and I went, this is how nervous I was. So we got there at like four o'clock. Um, and of course like my round doesn't, I'm not even playing until 10. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got there at four. So get there. I'm sitting there like nobody's even up there yet. It, there's one that starts at five and the people that come in, they've all been on the voice. <laughs> and the one guy helped write um the Ingrid Andrews song uh More Hearts Than Mine or yeah, More Hearts yeah. Than Mine. 
And of course, like I'm over there, like, where am I? What am I doing? Like you, what, what? And my friend was with me and, and she could just tell that all the color had left my, <laughs> my body and, uh, my soul had left too, probably. And, um, she was like, you, you have every right to be here. Like, you know, but I still have that. Like I still, anytime I play a new place, um, I have those like just jitters and, and I've always said, I think it was little Jimmy Dickens that I heard him say this when I was really little, but he said something about if I ever stop being nervous, I'll quit. Um, because it doesn't have the same meaning to me anymore. And so I've always looked at it as it means something still. Um, now I think I took it to a whole other level with my <laughs> performance anxiety. And so I needed to get past that, but you know, I look at it now like, okay, like I still care about this. Um, it keeps you humble to some degree mm-hmm. as long as you don't throw up. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's definitely a learning experience. And I, and I look at that and just to be able to be part of, I, I don't know. I think just to be able to be part of that networking and around these other musicians that are so fantastic and you're like if i can just have one little piece of this like just enjoy this like okay to me like that success of just being able to like feel like you somewhat fit in and in, in that environment right and and i would agree with that and and again i think it's just learning as you go and oh, yeah. it it, it it helps you sit humble because it takes that ego a little bit because like, oh you're, you're on a roll you write songs people giving you all kind of praise you know and then you get in there and you're like I don't do I have to belong here you know I, and I'm like and I just and then I eventually just enjoy the show and it's like I'll just watch you guys but the problem I get is I get into their songs and then it's my turn I'm like what song was I gonna do hmm. <laughs> and yeah. it's happened to me plenty of times I'm like huh what song am I gonna do and then they because they played they play a song close to mine. I'm like, or like have some of the same words in it. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, hell. And I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I can't remember what, what I'm doing. It happens a lot, <laughs> but that's fine. And I, 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 it happens to everybody because the guy that I know that said he, when he's, he plays in a, in a band and he Grammy nominated, I watched him warm up. And when he's writing a song, it's the same thing until he's comfortable with it. Yep. You know, he, he, we won't play it until he gets comfortable. And that's kind of, that's what I look at is like, okay, so everybody gets nervous. It's not just me that, that messes up the songs. It's everybody. So I just got to be, like you said before, best you can be. The crazy thing is the ones I mess up the most are mom. Oh yeah. The ones that I forget, it's the ones I've written. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, because, and I think part of it is like, I'll be in the midst of singing it. And I'm like, well, I should have said this. (laughs) <laughs> like, I should have just said this. Right. And so, like, I'll be changing it on the fly, and it's like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? But I think that that's also kind of the benefit of not of people not really knowing your music because they don't know any better. Like, you right. can say the most profound thing ever, and it's like, I may lose it this time and never be able to sing it again, but hey. <laughs> right. Do I, what did I remember? Did somebody write that down? Because I forgot what I said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've, I've done that hundreds of times. It, it happens, and it's it's – it's, I think it's just a songwriter because you write so many songs and you do use the same key and you do use the same chord progression. So sometimes your songs sound the same. They just will. And then you're like, well, oops. 
Well, and I used to take that as like this huge criticism because I remember I had this mentor that I would play songs for and mm -hmm. um, I, I probably valued his opinion a little too much, but I'd play songs and he would be like, yep, that's definitely a Jennifer song. And he, I don't think he meant anything negative by it. I think he meant like you have your style, like that that's your songwriting style. It sounds right. like you. But I think I was in that place of like everybody had ever criticized me or something, so it had to be negative. And um, you know, I've learned to appreciate that. Like I, I look at other people, like um, Chris Stapleton or, or whoever. Like there's certain songs you know you're able to deliver those. So yeah, certain keys, certain phrasing, all that. Like it's gonna be similar because you know that that's what you're good at. So. Yeah, I've learned to let that go over time. See, my wife is my biggest critic. So she, when she tells me my songs sound the same, I was like, fine. So it's kind of, I think it pushes you. It, it's fine to have, you know, if you write two 2,000 songs and 100 of them sound the same, that's okay because you got 900 other ones that you've tried something different. And maybe you found one that works, but you got to branch out and grow, as we said earlier, as an artist and a songwriter by trying to change it a little bit. And that's it. That, that's just part of it. I think that that's why, like, I always listen to all kinds of different music. Because mm -hmm. depending on, like, what I was really into, I kind of would go down that road. Um, I remember I wrote this one song because I was really into, like, Fergie when her first, <laughs> out, like, her first like album came out. And there's a song on my first CD that it's very similar as far as phrasing to... to of course it's a christian song but i mean honestly i think it was because like i listened to fergie so much that it just kind of happened so yeah well let's hear another one of your songs which one you want to do now um this is a song called neverland um neverland. I, I don't have this recorded um so like this is Ooh, a georgia songbird exclusive yeah i hope my internet so, holds it <laughs> So I actually, um, I wrote this sort of about a friend. This is not about my life whatsoever, but, um, I wrote this for a friend after she called me and like, basically she, her and her husband were getting a divorce and, um, she was just kind of telling me about everything. And so I sort of got off the phone and kind of, this is how I process things. So this is Neverland. Tell me a story We both know it ain't true Go ahead and tell me you love me If it's what you need to do
such a you need to record that one that's a great song oh my god that's Thanks. You, you're making me emotional and i can't be emotional Aww. damn it <laughs> sorry <laughs> okay. uh if you could do me a favor too and actually send me these songs of you playing of like an audio track that way i have better quality i don't i don't want the zoom to, to mess up that song's too okay. good to have like little okay. dips and dots because of it of, of my okay. stupid internet um gotcha your natural vibrato and that stuff is, is so good. It's got like a shake. It's shaky. It with your shake, the voice being shaky like that, it, it brings out more emotion to the song. Thank you. Oh, jeez. That's Thank that. You. That's like that's my vibrato is like a sensitive subject. Cause I have been slaughtered over my vibrato. <laughs> I just learned the word vibrato a few months ago. So I don't care. I thought it was great. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about a vibrato? What the hell is a vibrato? I'm not vibrating nothing over here. What do you mean? because <laughs> yeah. it's not forced it's not you yeah. can tell when people force it and i'm yeah. sure you, you worked on it and that's probably why you're like oh it's sensitive but it it, it was i liked it i liked it about this song because Thanks. the the subject matter of the song first of all I, it's relatable to everybody Thank you. and Thank when you i think when you have that vibrato and it's, when it's not like forced like that and yours is natural yeah. It makes you feel something. And I don't think you understand people understand why it's just, it's, it's in your ear and it's, it makes yeah. you, it just like tugs at your heart. Oh, well, so I really like I that. that. I like that song a lot. Thank you. That was really good. 
Okay, enough of me telling you how great it was. It was great, you know. <laughs> um, have you got any shows or anything like this? When I let this out, it's going to be a few weeks. You got a few in front of you, okay. um. So I'll let you know before I release yeah. it. And okay. w- what I'll do is I'll put, um, when I release your episode, I will release a song to the countdown, the Georgia Songbirds Weekly Top okay. Ten. Okay. Um, and then I've already done like one of your new music Monday, so you can tell me whichever one you want. And I think you got a couple new ones that I haven't added yet, but I'll add it to New Music Monday, and it'll come up in the next okay. few weeks, and I'll, I'll tell you. Um, okay. But do you have any any shows or anything uh, like next month or so coming up, or where can they, where can they find your shows if you have any? Yeah. Um. So let's see. Um. Like I said, I'll be back and forth to Nashville. Um. For some rounds. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh goodness, I should have my planner in front of me um but yeah i have some shows locally and then i'm also doing a few shows in the virginia area so i'll be in richmond on the 18th i think it's the 18th 17th or 18th it's that friday and then um the friday before thanksgiving and then um i have one in axton virginia on saturday night so yeah a few places and then actually um the end of this month, I'm getting to like check off a bucket list item, which I'm really excited about. Um, I get to play the listening room in Pigeon Forge. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I'm super nervous and probably going to throw up a few times. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy about that and excited about that. I saw the, the, like the thing I was going to apply to that one. Cause I don't, I've never played pigeon forge. I played in Nashville and uh, okay. Chattanooga, but I've never played pigeon forge. Okay. It's like, I want to do that. I, mean, I want to play, I want to play the one in Nashville, obviously, but yeah, pigeon forge is the next best thing. So yes. that's I, have you ever played bluebird yet? Have you played the bluebird cafe? No. So is that a every, bucket so list? Here's the thing. You know how you go on and you like during COVID, you had to go on and do um, the song, the virtual every time like every time i would have the ticket to be able to do it in the cart and like there would be a glitch of the internet or something and it was i think it's bluebird does that (laughs) they got the matrix going (laughs) eventually like that's that's one of my big old bucket list items i've wanted to play there since i was 11 years old um i went to the bluebird when i was 11 the first time i ever went to nashville and just absolutely fell in love with it and was like i'm gonna play here one day so that's that's on my list see that this and this comes up a lot with songwriters interview because the bluebird is that like bucket list for songwriters i've I've got to play on it once and this was like five years ago so before the the pandemic hit so now is it back being live are they live again i hadn't looked they are okay it's, it's back now so i know you got like a window of like 11 it's online now though somebody told me right you sign up online i think yeah so basically you have to sign up for auditions or something so they have an audition day but you have like the week before that you sign up online and Mm -hmm. unfortunately their audition day like i have a show and a few other things happening that day so it's like i I can't can't yeah because i got to do the open mic i was lucky like yes i went all the way for one song but that's fine (laughs) he was a bluebird (laughs) so but I think now, I think somebody told me, uh, the last guy I talked with or before is like, you have to get online like 11 to 1130. He said, yeah. but norm really realistically, it's 11 to 1101. If you're not signed yeah. in, yeah. you're not, you're not there. Yeah. 
and it's funny when I went, it was, you called or no, you actually just showed up and you had to draw your names out of hats. And so I'm, I'm, I went there with no actual expectations. I get to play or not. It's just first time I wanted to go. That place is such a hole in the wall that I did. I called from the parking lot. I missed it like three times. Like, where are you guys at? Oh, there's a dry cleaners and there's something else. And I'm like, I'm in a parking lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I got lucky and I got to play. I said, like, yes. So, and it, awesome. it it was amazing. And I want to play again. Um, I know where it's at this time. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> well, apparently they're doing all kinds of construction to the parking lot too, though. So like they, they have no front parking lot now. So you have to like go park behind at this other place or something. So, yeah. See, now I've heard the listening room is, is kind of becoming the new, the new bluebird for people because it's. It is in a way. Um and so, but still, it's the bluebird. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't care. Like, you could, I, I say this, but like, I feel like you could put like a thousand places on the list and I still would be like, okay, if I can just play the bluebird, I'll be happy and then I can die and like, everything's fine in life. Right. And I don't know if they still do, but at the time when I did it, it they had, um, you know what? And it was probably before, it was probably before five years ago. It was longer than that. But I think they had where they videoed it so they gave you a private oh. link and you can go let's watch it and listen to it oh, okay. and i don't i, I can't find it anymore because i'd go back and listen like oh let me go back and see how bad i sounded because this is like when i first started playing out in public you know okay. so to go to the bluebird and play out in public it's like oh crap they actually accepted me i yeah. wasn't expecting to get in i better do good and i thought i did pretty good for, for my doing that yeah and i like that they don't let people to leave they're like don't leave you gotta stay and listen I like that too, uh, because most, yeah, I, I always try to stick around and listen to, to all the round just out of respects. Um, I will say this last one that I played because I was driving by myself, I was like, I, I kind of need to go. Right. And I, and I get that, but I, that, that's one of my like biggest peeves. <laughs> yeah. That's one of my biggest things, like, especially, or the people that just show up for their time and then they bolt right after right i don't know like i i just i feel like each person deserves that little bit of respect like mm-hmm. they're gonna have to listen to me like i feel like i owe that to them regardless oh, yeah. of what's going on well it's also it shows it shows a willingness i think a willingness to to work with other artists because you and exactly. songwriters because nashville you know is is you've got to co-write and that's how you network with people and don't be surprised if that guy in the overalls sitting beside you just wrote a song for Garth Brooks. Yeah. You know, you, you never know. So it's, it's funny. I've, I've played open mics, met these people and they wrote some big name songwriters. I didn't know who they were, you know, because songwriters always get hidden in the back and it's always the artist that, you know, but yeah, it, it's I mean, funny. Two, two of the people I'm co-writing with now it's, it's people I've met at rounds. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I, I absolutely adore both of these girls. Like they're, they're new to the whole national scene and, and writing and all of that, but they're amazing. And, and I think it's just, just willing to work with other people. Like, cause you, you never know what else, what somebody else has done or going through or whatever. And it just, it brings such newness to like your writing, um, to have somebody with a different style. So so if you want to give me shouts out, I don't mind. I really, I, this is always about promoting everybody. So if you want to give me a shout out, go right ahead. Yeah. Um, 
So Molly Hansen is one of them. Um, and then Jordan Delzer. So okay. Jordan just released her very first single. Um, and uh, yeah, but they're, they're both fantastic. Like totally different opposite sides of like the spectrum as far as writing. But um, yeah, I, I, I love it. Okay. Um, so what we do for sure, I, you get one more song that you get to perform. Uh, and then we do a kind of a little bit of a 20 question, but it's not 20 questions, just a few outside music stuff. Uh, and then what I've started doing is to pay it forward. Cause that's, that's, I only really ask two things to my guests. One is always share it, you know, when you out, share it with all your friends, family, you know, follow and that way they can yep. follow the songbirds. Uh, and two is pay it forward. So if you had, if you know songwriters or artists and yep. it can be more than one, send them to me. I, okay. I love to have a conversation with them, listen to their music. Uh, promote it any way that I can. I'm a songwriter too. That's what I want. I, I never understood. Like I said, I'm competitive, yes, but why would I not help somebody? You know, even if they're better than me, worse than me, I don't care where they're at in their journey. It's music is subjective. It's all about getting people just to hear it and get the experience of talking and and just relaxed. And just, so send it my way. Yeah, I I appreciate that. And yeah, I will. I will. Um, so what's the last song are you gonna make me feel something again as a kid say you gonna make me have feels i don't know i, I don't know <laughs> um, <laughs> this song's called playing with fire it's actually from my ep that came out in 2021 um, okay. with the same name and uh basically this song is about if you know when you're friends with somebody or you know acquaintances whatever you want to say and um you both know you like each other but you're both terrified to like see where it's going because you know rejection's hard it sucks and so you don't want to put your feelings out there um so that's what this is it's all about you know playing with fire and you want to pursue it but you also just don't because it could end in flames and catastrophe so this is playing with fire
If we went a little crazy and not stars, defenses were down. We told ourselves we have to know. I've had heard one of yours that I don't like. Neverland is still gonna be my favorite, but I like I like that too. It's uh, your, the phrasing that you used and the melody was really catchy. I like that, and the way you sang the word fire. This, this, I don't know. I don't know what it is about songs. When you use the word fire, it becomes such a great song. I, I don't know why. It's always one of those visual things that it's like angels and devils, and there's certain yeah. words that people use to invoke feelings. And I, I've got multiple yeah. songs with fire in it. I know I do. I got a song called Let It Burn, and it's not even oh. about fire. It's about, you know, you got that feeling that you get when you're in a romance with somebody, and you just got to let it burn. You know, you just, yeah. Yeah. it's part of it. You know, I love, uh, I got this lady in uh, Pittsburgh that's actually going to cut that song because I, I love, but I love it. She's got a better voice yeah. than me. <laughs> but I, I, I love songs with fire. I don't know why. Maybe I'm a power maniac and just know it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm terrified of fire. So <laughs> that that what's funny is the front of the CD for playing with fire. Mm-hmm. I, I was trying, I was doing, I was trying to do something really creative, okay, and so I was gonna have like this flame or whatever that I was gonna blow out, and in every picture I look terrified, <laughs> like, and so like my eyes are like saucers, and it's because I'm terrified, like I'm I'm just physically whatever terrified that i'm going to burn myself so yeah i I would suggest if you're 
scared of fire don't don't See, try to promote it <laughs> and that's it's funny because when um like social media we talked about a little bit i guess one of the things that everybody's got to use tiktok and all that which i'm a whole nother story but i'm horrible at tiktok so i am too my the biggest one or the most viewed tiktok that i made is a fire what are we not fire it's just a fire going with one of my songs playing on the background and i'm like okay. really that's 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 it maybe i should put every song of mine to fire and see what it gets people like fire i know <laughs> <sighs> fire you ever beavis and butthead my, my wife fire fire you ever seen that show yes. i hated that show i hate it when it came out i still hate it i won't watch it <laughs> of course my wife loves it she won't let the kids watch it though <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> but you know they're not as bad as some of the stuff they have on tv now Oh, it's nowhere near. No, no, it's not. It's not, but still. <laughs> it's Beavis I and Butthead. Daria. I like Daria, if you remember that. Like, just her dry, just hated everybody's sense of humor. Oh. That was that was mine. <laughs> I remember, well, my, my oldest son, he's 26. He would watch okay. in, um, Fairly Odd Parents, which okay. I, I, I loved because I thought it was was cute and then Spongebob and okay. my wife wouldn't let don't let the twins watch Spongebob I said why she goes it's gonna make them stupid I was like no more than Beavis and Butthead did to you <laughs> she doesn't know oh, <laughs> I, I, I like that that was some of the other ones and he watched what Courage the Cowardly Dog I watched okay. with him okay. um I don't know why I got on this thinking of this. I guess we'll talk to Beavis and Butthead and show that we grew up <laughs> then with. Then we just go off this trail. Yeah, we're on a tangent. I, I told you that's how it works. <laughs> we'll eventually get back to the music trail. Yeah. But I think that's it. Okay. <laughs> so um, before we get into like the, well, we've already kind of hit non-music topics, but we got I've got a list yeah. of stuff before. I tell everybody where they can find you, all your social media, all that stuff. Okay, so um, my main website is jenniferalvarado.com, um, and on there it'll have links to all the other stuff, but you can find me on Instagram, uh, TikTok, with Jennifer Alvarado Music, um, Facebook, just look up Jennifer Alvarado Music, definitely put the music in because otherwise you're going to get this woman that does filtration systems. And <laughs> I know, I found her. <laughs> yeah, okay, see, water treatment. <laughs> I mean, she was getting all kinds of activity a couple months ago. Anyway, um, and let's see, where else am I? Reverb, Bandcamp, I'm on those. Um, Twitter? Twitter. Haven't mentioned Twitter. Uh, that's Guitar Diva 12. It's actually my my AOL username from when I was 12. Because <laughs> I thought I was cool. <laughs> uh, I have Twitter, but I don't know how to use it. I'm so I, bad. You know, I don't do well with Twitter either. I just throw stuff up there, and I'm like, here, if somebody wants to like it, great. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. I, I couldn't retreat if I tried. <laughs> yeah, I'm not good with Twitter. So, yeah. What uh, social media platform works the best for you? Probably Instagram or Facebook. Those okay. are the ones that I've – I get probably more engagement just from a Facebook standpoint. Um you know, I, I sometimes do Instagram at this point. Like, I, I'll post, like, once a week to keep people happy, I guess. But I, I'm just not 
I don't know. I don't know if it's just like I was really good at posting and then I just kind of became a hermit. And <laughs> I, I think it's because like I play out so much that the introverted side of me is like when I come home, I don't want to have to keep putting myself out there. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah it's a I job. Social media is, is a, a job. job. Well, in TikTok, like, I'm sorry. Like, it's just beyond me. Like, I try to do TikTok, and then I just feel like an idiot. And I'm like, <laughs> here, if y'all want to listen to my music, great. Thank you for listening. <laughs> See, now, I I do a Georgia Versus series. And what that always is, okay. is uh, I take eight Georgia songwriters, and I put them in against eight songwriters from another state. And what I do is I let them take okay. over from my Facebook page. And okay. they go live from there or they can, or they can post a video. So like one round is they get two songs, all originals, you know, play originals. And then uh second round is three songs. Third round is like a 30 minute set. And then the fourth round is a 45 minute set. And you can mix covers in there if you need to on those. And then the winner comes on the show and we've been doing a couple uh, prizes and a little bit of bunny, not a lot, but whatever I can get from yeah. sponsors. And we did North Carolina, and you guys actually won. Rebecca Todd oh. won the whole thing. Okay. And but it was so much fun. And we were talking about earlier, and like I said it, here at the end of the show, I want you to give a shout out to one of your favorite songwriters, and they can be from any state; it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, but I met so many talented songwriters from North Carolina. I met William Neesmith. Smith. He's still my favorite from out of the whole bunch that I met. Uh, he was so talented and so funny and Rebecca Todd was just amazing. And then there's Sydney Rose Ray. Uh, she's really talented and Colin Cutler and uh, Lauren Vincent up there. They, they helped me grow mine. So I know there's a big music scene in North Carolina. Nice. And I, I'm like I said, if, if you're um, ever down here, you want to come by swing by, we'll play. I'll let you do another interview. Cause I, I've had fun. Me too. <laughs> well, good. I appreciate it. <laughs> See, I, I've I've only had one, and I've just come before. I've only had one guest that I just wouldn't interview. I wouldn't because they were they were just rude, and I was like, "Why? It's a conversation. You ain't gonna be rude. My redneck cackles gonna come up, and you're gonna just piss me off, and I don't have to put you on." <laughs> but you've been a delight. Thank you for for being on the show. Yeah, I'm glad we. Uh, was it Michael that sent me your music? Is that how I met you? I can't remember anymore. I talked to too many people. Or did you just reach out to me? I think I may have reached out to you. I don't know. Okay. I try to be proactive. I'm like that person that just won't like, I don't, I don't like to sleep. And so <laughs> like at all hours of the night, I just send random emails to people and like, Hey, you want to talk? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm OCD. So when, when I hear it, ding, I got to What is, I got to respond. And my wife says, go to bed. I said, put it. Yeah. No, go to bed. <laughs> yeah, my husband says the same thing. Put the phone down. It's right. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, what do you do? Have you ever woken your husband up at like 3.30 in the morning because a song is playing in your head and you got to get up and write it down before you forget? Yes. yes. My Actually, wife Neverland was one that I um, woke up. I wrote that one at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, really? See? Yeah. That, if, I'm glad I asked that question because I would never know. That's... Yeah, I, I got up and actually, yeah, it was like three o'clock. Yeah, because I couldn't sleep. And I was like, listen, we're not sleeping unless I go write this. So. Mm -hmm. See, I had a I had a dream that I was at a concert with Rihanna. I don't know why Rihanna. 
And she's like, oh, I love your guy's song. And the song was playing in the background. And so I woke up and I'm trying to recreate it. And my wife goes, shut up. It's 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> Put that guitar down. <laughs> but I couldn't yeah, remember I, the damn word. With something beside my bed. So like my, I have a notepad always beside my bed because I have those dreams and they, they irk me because I'm sitting there and I'm trying to wake myself up. And I've literally like woken up and I have like my fingernails in my arm trying to wake myself up to be able to record it. <laughs> was that a tattoo on your wrist? Yeah. When you did that, I thought you said you woke up and you wrote it down and that's on your wrist. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I think like, that is you tattoo it so you don't forget it. <laughs> I yeah. have I have like written stuff in the middle of the night and I wake up the next day and I'm like, I have no idea what this says. Like mm -hmm. it's just gibberish. Yep. But Made sense at the time. <laughs> it did. It did. It made perfect sense. All right. So this, thank you again for coming on. And thank yeah. you for playing your music. And like I said, if you would send me the audio tracks, you can do it whenever you get a chance. That way I, they sound better and I can I can get the, the best quality for you because I want it to sound good for you. But this is kind of where we do a little bit different. Like I said, we've conversated throughout the whole thing anyway. So we know a little bit about you. But yes. this is going to be more of just kind of personal and 20, 20 question cap stuff. So the first thing, like, so we've been off about an hour, hour and a half. Uh, we know a lot about you. Uh, what's the hidden talent that Jennifer has that we don't know about? Hmm. Okay. So I used, well, I haven't done this in a while. I keep saying that. I'm like trying to get out of it. Um, but I used to like cry like a baby, like when I was little, because I was an only child, I'd have to like play by myself. Uh -huh. And so, you know, I would want my baby dolls to cry. And so not all of them cried. And so I had to just do it. And okay. so I don't know if that's a hidden talent. though. Uh, well, we have to hear it now. Okay. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me, let me prepare myself. Okay. So, <laughs> very good that was great <laughs> see i wish i could do videos of these things too because i'd get people but my internet's too bad so all they can get is audio so you you guys can't see her face she is red all of a sudden yeah <laughs> but that was good see i have to do like voices and and well, my, my my little girl wants me to play with her stuffed animals so i have to do like different voices or okay. when my mom was alive, she'd have me do karaoke as Elvis because she loved my Elvis impersonation. Okay. So, so I would do one for you. You did for me. You choose. I don't care. I can give you a voice or I can do the Elvis thing. Do Elvis. Okay. Yeah. I have to prepare. Let me go. I can hear myself. <laughs> oh, she was in Atlanta cotton. Old times they are not forgotten. Look away, look away, uh, look away, uh, Dixieland. There you go. Nice. See, you have that vibrato coming through now. Mm -hmm. I have it. I said, I didn't know what I had. I just know somebody said, you got a That's why I, said, I learned a few months ago. You have a oh, very nice okay. vibrato. I'm like, do I wear? Where's that? <laughs> <laughs> Like, no, Jesse, it's, it's part of your throat. We like, oh. I was like, oh, I've been doing that for years. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's how your voice, your vocal cords actually want to move. So like your vocal cords, they want to naturally do that. Mm -hmm. And so, so often if you don't let them, that's what causes nodes and stuff when you don't allow them to just move the way they're supposed to move. 
Yeah, I, I've got a very, I get Elvis, people love that when I do Elvis, but if it's not an Elvis song, I can't do it in Elvis voice. I've tried. It just does not work. I don't know why. And I think that's probably part of my problem too, is like where I'm learning to sing is I'm so used to doing other people's voices that oh, yeah. I don't know where mine is. It's just whatever voice I decided to bring out today. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Uh, if there was a soundtrack of your life, what would the soundtrack be? Oh goodness. Um, hmm. Like, does the soundtrack have to exist? No, already? it can be anything. There's no, there's no rules. I mean, we're in podcast land, so I mean, you can throw it out whatever you want to. It can I be a mixture of stuff. It would make absolutely no sense. Um, I, I have no idea. Like, I, I think the title of it needs to be though something like "She Tried." <laughs> Just. <laughs> Just simplistic. She tried. Like, there she tried. You know. Okay. She tried um, <laughs> if you could get anybody to sing your songs, who would you want to sing them? There's so many people. Um, I would I would probably pick somebody who. I would want to pick somebody who's humble. Like, I, I care more about the integrity of the song than I do about it being, like, a million sold or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. I know that that sounds probably very cliche and whatever, but um, I think especially if, if it was, like, a younger artist or somebody who just was having a tough break and, and so they were able to sing the song and it actually propelled their career, like, I would really, I would like that. Um, okay. Um. But from just a standpoint of people, um, I mean, it would be an honor. Like, I, I used to have dreams that Reba was always singing my songs. And it would be like these great songs. And those are the ones I would try to wake myself up and write. And <clears throat> I couldn't wake up enough to write them. So, yeah, Reba would be like a dream. And then, I don't know. I mean, even Taylor Swift to a certain degree. But, I mean, I, I think she's got it handled on her end. <laughs> Yeah, she she does pretty good on her own. People give her so much crap, but she's a she's an amazing she's a good songwriter. She's a great songwriter, but she is an amazing marketer. She markets herself yes. better than anybody I've ever seen. Yes, agree. She she has you hating her, but you're still buying her damn music. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Taylor, if you're listening, you go, girl. I doubt she's listening. I can I can dream. I'd like to get her on the show sometime too because she's the she's influenced a lot of, of especially the younger people, songwriters, yeah. female songwriters. They just oh, yeah. they look up to her because yeah, you know she's no. Big. I love I just I love her from a lyric standpoint and being mm -hmm. able to say things. To me, she's she's very much like Patty Griffin. Um, Patty Griffin's probably my my favorite songwriter, um, and it's because they're able to say things. They're able to take phrases that any other time you wouldn't think anything of it like it is a simplistic phrase but they state it in such a way that it has like this profound effect on you like it's like oh and it's like you've never heard it said like that ever before and so you remember it and yeah. and that's what i love and like, I, I would love to be able to just do that with everything i do like nightmare dressed as a daydream yeah <laughs> she's tried to patent some of that stuff too i was reading that like oh i don't think you can patent song lyrics song titles but not song lyrics <laughs> um if to keep like on the entertainment side if somebody was to play you in a movie who would play you 
somebody's actually asked me that before and i said jennifer lawrence and i think it was just because her name's jennifer lawrence and because like um to me she's so uh she's just herself mm-hmm. like the way she comes off in interviews she's just like she'll just tell you like it is and she doesn't care and so I, yeah I, I think i'll go with her still okay <laughs> well we kind of touched on your your um bucket list items so that's that was one of the questions i always kind of mix them in but uh before we listen to the your artist choice what is the best advice you ever got to surround your people or to surround yourself with truth tellers um because especially the more successful you are the more people kind of tend to tell you what you want to hear and even though they don't mean to, sometimes it can lead you to basically just implode. Um, And so I try to always keep truth tellers around me that people that are not afraid to say, hey, you screwed up. You need to, you know, apologize for this or do this differently or or whatever. Um, I want people around me that are going to keep me level-headed and grounded and, you know, humble um, because I just feel like when you stop learning and you stop wanting to learn, you slowly start dying. And, and, and for me, like every day is about getting better and about learning more and, and learning more of who I am, but also, you know, more of my craft, more of just everything. So yeah, I would say to always surround yourself with truth tellers. I like that. Cause in the, in the industry and in our business like this, you get surrounded by a, a lot of yes yes man yes. and it's not good for you because you do need to hear no yeah. you know people are like oh i've heard no my whole life and well you know what those no's have made you into the person you are the yeses haven't advanced you the no's have exactly so exactly. that's all right so we got um one more thing to do on this and then i'll let you hear that song i stand by i just straight up the cover off the interview okay. but yes. before we get into that um I'm going to share the screen with you so we can listen to it. Uh, you just tell me the artist or songwriter that you want to for me to play and kind of tell me why you, you picked that song. Okay. So, uh, well, we mentioned her. Um, and I guess this is okay to still say Patty Griffin. Sure. Okay. And um, it's a TTI or TTY? TTY. Okay. We could either do Let Him Fly or there's a song called Time Will Do the Talking. All right. Let me look for Time Will Do the talk- Talking because that's the that's got 11 million streams. She doesn't need my point zero 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 eight <laughs> cents. Yeah. What's the name of the song again? Time Will Do the Talking. Time Will Do. There it is. And why this song? Because... Well, first off, it's it's partly because of this album. Um, okay. Living with Ghost, she actually did this entire album just like with a tape recorder. And when you listen to it, it's like, okay, like I, I want a tape recorder that just does this. Um, so there's that element of it. But also, um, this is one of those songs where like the words of it, you remember them. And it's said in such a way that it's like, huh, because it's very simplistic in its nature and what it's talking about, but it's also just talking about, you know, as the years go by and all of that, that, um, 
all, all these things may happen, but you're really going to see what happens just as it goes by. And basically, are your actions going to be proven right or wrong? Um, and your words be proven right or wrong by your actions? That made no sense whatsoever, but you know what I mean. <laughs> just yes. let the song talk. That's what it means. Just All right, I'm on. Yeah. I'm going to mute us, and I'm going to play okay. this one. Okay. You were so cruel, and I hated being your fool. So I got a little bit more mud on my face. The years will bring a bigger scheme of things now. Make a pretty memory out of mother's grave. I don't believe there is such a thing as saying too much. Oh no, there are those who like to look and those who ain't afraid to touch. Oh baby, don't you know that time will do the talking? Spot and I waited out for the time will do the talking. Years will do the walking. Time will tell you, baby, but you can't hear now. Well, we dig our heels in, and I wonder who's gonna win this. I'm a dove. I learn how to take a little more. I can outrun all of the devils here, but never the doubts. No, no. Try not to throw all your money into 2020 vision. Oh, no. No, the world won't wait on politics to win decision. Baby, don't you know that?
I like that. I, I never heard that song. Oh, really? No, I never heard so, that. One of my favorite lines in that song, it's, it's um, you can outrun all the devils here, but never the doubt. And I think I just relate to that because I always have those doubts in my mind. Like, no matter what happens, no matter how past, like, the people, the naysayers and all that you get, like, for me, there's always that little bit of doubt. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, I think that that's a very inspirational song of, like, you know what? Just kind of sit back and let just chill a little bit. And, you know, what is supposed to happen is going to happen. But also all these things that you think, like all these bad things and and people that look like they're succeeding on the, all these different levels. Like if, if the work's not there and, and they're not doing what they say they're supposed to be doing or they say that they're doing, like eventually they fall away. Mm-hmm. And so that's sort of what that song means to me. And you said she recorded that just on a recorder, tape recorder? Yeah, I think she just, like, she went to, she played out somewhere, and, like, the whole thing's done on, like, just a, a recorder. Like, yeah. Okay. Because that was, like, 95 when she released that. So that, to do it then, I mean, that's just crazy. That that should tell people you can record music and put out no matter what. As long as it's good quality, you can do it yourself. I mean, yeah, sometimes yeah. it's nice to have all the fancy stuff, but it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, I saw something the other day where, where Leanne Rhymes was actually talking about the benefit of um, limitation. And what she was talking about is like, you don't have to have all the fancy stuff. That mm-hmm. is when you go into a situation and, and yeah, you may not have the best of this or you may not have the best of that, but you take those things and you make it the best you possibly can with what you have. And that so many times that that allows you these innovative thoughts and, and creative processes that otherwise you would have never come up with. Right. I think she just did. Did she do a video now where she like recorded on the phone? Her husband recorded on the phone like three takes or something. And it's just her new music video. Oh, really? Yeah. You, you'll check that. Okay. It's really good. And I mean, for just okay. the, like I got her iPhone out. They did like three takes of it. And it's her walking through the, the desert with nothing yeah. on but a, like a blanket singing her song and crying i mean it was like really pretty good wow okay i don't have the name of it but you when you said that you made me think of it (laughs) well jennifer again thank you for coming on the show i had so much fun i've learned some things which i always like i heard some good music (laughs) which i like and definitely if you ever get neverland recorded let me know because that that it's it's up there on the list it's it's a great song it's it's really really good that you always people tell you not to make some sad songs and slow songs because you got to make it like perfect you it's just it's hard to do a slow song unless it's yeah. great and that that was the hook and everything for me it i loved thank it you. thank you thank and I, and thank you for letting me hear it yeah so, of course thank you all right, and tell everybody one more time where they can find you before the uh interview officially ends i'll do the quotation okay. Um, so jenniferalvarado.com, um, also on Instagram and TikTok at Jennifer Alvarado music, um, Facebook, you can either do backslash gym music 12, same thing with YouTube, gym music 12, um, or just look up Jennifer Alvarado music, um, Twitter, guitar diva 12, um, throwback to AOL, um, let's see, where else, Bandcamp, Reverb Nation, all those different things, so. I'm somewhere. You can find me. Google me. (laughs) 
And this is Georgia Songbirds, and that was Jennifer Alvarado. <laughs>